What a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Eagle Nation, your favorite Georgia Southern podcast is back. The Sunbelt Conference Media Days are in the books. Fall practice is right around the corner. We're in August now by the time you listen to this, and that means one thing, we are less than a month away from the 2022 Georgia Southern football season, Cody. Very exciting. I think our invitation to Sunbelt Media Days must have got lost in the mail or got sent to the spam folder. I don't know. But for the fourth straight year, we were not invited and I'm starting right. to get a little bit disrespected. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 pure and utter disrespect, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, like, yeah, we we shouldn't have to request anything. They should just be sending, <laughs> you know, gold, golden envelopes, Willy Wonka style, yes. Uh, you yes. know, to to our residences. Um, and, first and, class, and really giving us the red, car- <laughs> red carpet treatment there. First yeah. class plane tickets. You should get exclusive access to to all the coaches. Um, get there a day early. Um, get you know v- VIP package with food. Yeah, just we're we're gonna have to write open, a letter. But anyway, open bar at any bar in New Orleans. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, we we don't make any of the coffee. Um, so so uh, we're back. Welcome to Gotta Talk. Already uh, in the gutter. That's the that, five that, seconds. That, in. That's Cody. <laughs> that's Cody. Um, we. Uh, we have a uh, a new intro. Um, I, I say this before I actually make one, but but it's on my <laughs> list to do. Um, so Cody hasn't heard it. Um, it's but, great. It's great intro, I'll, Matt. Good job. I'll I'll, I'll cut the right. I'll, I'll cut this part out if if it doesn't happen. But uh, but yeah, that no, that's you on the list. Leave it in regardless. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, well, uh, we're in season five now. Um, we've, we've technically kicked off season five earlier this year. Um, obviously take like the summer break, but the, um, the season wrap up and, and, and spring episode that was, uh, technically our, our season, uh, five kickoff. Um, but yeah, the going into the 2022 season, uh, we'll, we'll have a new intro, um, get something a little fresh since we've been doing this now since, uh, 2018, Cody, kind of crazy. Yeah, that is real crazy. Um, but no, I'm ready to kick it off. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So when we started this thing in 2018, we started it with a new head coach, obviously, um, doing it again, uh, you know, doing it for the, for the first time, um, uh, with, with a coaching change, uh, with, with, uh, coach Clay Helton, obviously coming, um, on board, uh, mentioned the Sunbelt, uh, conference media days. So we'll, we'll jump into that. We'll jump into, to polls. Um, obviously, uh, if you've been paying attention, if you're listening to this, you probably at least have a little bit. Um, but you know, through your, your Phil stills, your Athlon sports, your obviously the Sunbelt conference media days, um, talk about respect, right? Uh, not, not a lot, not, not a lot for Georgia Southern coming in with this, with this huge transition, um, going from, you know, obviously, uh, uh, run heavy style, or if you want to call it triple option, you know, what have you, um, run based offense to a more balanced leaning, probably more passing offense. Um, and yeah, a lot of people kind of expected and kind of like the Georgia tech 
type thing, right? Of, of oh, it's, it's going to be a rough couple years before we get up and going. Um, I don't think you and I feel that way. I, I, I think, you know, we, we talked about last time we recorded, um, you know, schedule's brutal. Um, yeah, schedule's you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, making the Sunbelt cha- uh, Championship, winning the East, probably out of reach. But I mean, I, I think everything else is kind of a toss up for if we're, you know, a, a team that only can scrape, you know, a couple wins um, to a team that, that could possibly make a bowl game um, and, and win that bowl game. So, um, so yeah, so, so diving right into it, uh, Georgia Southern uh, pick to finish uh, third uh, from last um, in the East Division. So f- so fifth overall out of seven teams. Obviously, new Sun Belt now uh, with 14 total teams getting the um, three from, from Conference USA. Uh, and then also James Madison coming up from FCS. Uh, so you got App State, uh, kind of the unanimous favorite there um, at the top. Um you know, really no reason why they shouldn't be, um, you know, they, they've, they've been there for a while. Right. So, so until proven otherwise, they're at the top coastal at two, Georgia state at three, Marshall at four, Georgia Southern at five, then, uh, um, at the end there, James Madison and old dominion pick to, to finish last, which is interesting. Very, um, over on the West, uh, Louisiana, same kind of thing, right? Uh, reigning conference champs, um, got them there at first, but obviously they have a lot of changes, new quarterback, new, new head coach. Um, <clears throat> you got South Alabama at two, Troy three, Texas state four, South, uh, Southern Miss at five, Arkansas state at six and rounding out as they normally do ULM. Um, so, so Cody, I guess just talk me through this. Obviously, we'll start with the uh, the East since uh, that's uh, the division that George Southern's in. Um, what are your kind of thoughts there? Does that kind of shake out the way you expected? It shakes out the way that I think most people would expect it, right? Because when you have these analysts in, in the, the media days, I know that I think the media days were always a coach's poll, but you pretty much based your preseason predictions on kind of where most things ended last year. Unless there's a huge shakeup with like attrition or turnover, um, either at the coaching level or the player level, you're gonna probably pick how things finished last year in your preseason polls. Um, and there's good reason. There's you know there's good reason for that. Most of the time, year over year, it kind of follows what happened, right? A good team last year should be a good team this year. That's not always the case. Obviously, we know that from Georgia Southern's experience, unfortunately. Um, but I'm not surprised by these polls. Um, I think the thing about, especially the east side of the Sun Belt, is that n- nobody, I think, can confidently tell you how the east is going to shake out. I think it's a consensus pick with App State, but that's just because, as you said, they've been up there for so long. How are you going to pick against them? Um, kind of same thing with Coastal. Coastal's done really well for the last two seasons. How can you really go against them when when they have their best defensive player coming back in their in their um, quarterback coming back, probably the best. <clears throat> probably quarterback yeah, in, in, group in the five. group of five. Yeah. The, if healthy, yeah, exactly. If healthy. So you know, and then you look at a team like Georgia State, who is pretty much returning everybody, um, and they finished the season really well last year, and they seem to be on the upswing. Um, I don't. It's it's you could take this conference or at least this division, pick it however you want to do it. And you can kind of justify it for the most part, outside of maybe putting JMU first and Old Dominion second. You can put them these teams in any other order, and you can pretty much justify it realistically as to why you did that. Um, so 
Even even us though. Well, like, yeah, like I you, mean, you really yeah, like, maybe yeah. not us first, but I think you could put us anywhere from I think, third. I, I to, think App Coastal, Georgia State, and Marshall. I could see. Yeah, you know, I, I think Marshall got slighted, right? I mean, they're coming over from Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, best team. Uh, you know, coming over um, of, of of the bunch. Uh, and you know, just just missed making you know made a bowl game last year. Just missed uh, making the the, the championship. Um, but they, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people think uh, that that they have a chance to be in that probably they, top two. They do, uh, they do. But I think the point I was getting at is every team in the East has a question mark or two that they have to answer. Sure. They do. If they didn't, if they can't answer it, then th- then they're gonna have a a, a year that. Is is worse than what they were hoping for. Let, let's talk about App. What do you think is their question mark? Because I, I would say that's the one that I would say is uh, not a slam dunk, right? None of these are slam dunks. So they normally don't play out the way um, you know any uh, so called expert uh, picks, right? But but like I I feel like even including the West, like that's probably makes the most sense. Yeah. For them so to be so App's question marks, I guess you can say maybe aren't the most the as all the other teams maybe the least or the maybe the easiest they have to answer right so yeah. they have receiver issues right they got to replace a, a lot of receiver experience that they lost last year Corey sutton's gone the i think what's the guy hennigan or whatever his name is that's yeah. um he's gone finally because he's been there for like 15 years um so they have to replace a lot of a lot of experience there a lot of catches um can they do it obviously with app state's history you probably expect them to do that right they haven't uh, really lost a step when they have to replace good players. We thought they may lose a step in like key in key, key spots, skill yeah, players, exactly. right? Yeah. You thought that when they had quarterback turnover that they may lose a step. They didn't. Running backs, they they don't. Offensive line, they don't. So I wouldn't really expect them to lose much from the wide receiver position, but it's still something they have to prove when they go out there. The other thing too is defensive line. Now, typically, the App State defensive line are pretty formidable, but again, that's an area where they have less experience than what they typically have, and they need to show it. Um, not saying that, that their defense is going to all of a sudden go downhill, but if they have problems getting into the backfield or causing uh, the run for other teams to, to you know, to, if they can't stop the run, then that's going to be an issue for them. Um, and then the other thing is they got a new offensive coordinator. You know, and that's those are their three question marks. Can they answer those three questions? And if so, then yeah, they'll probably will finish first or close to it or be in the contention for the championship. And it is what it is. But that's that's where if you look it out, those are my three question marks that they got to answer to show me that they can win. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, in a similar fashion, Coastal's kind of there too. But I, I think their question marks are more glaring. Yes. Right. You have the quarterback yes. coming back, just like Chase Bryce and. Uh, at app with, with Grayson McCall, um, you know, once again, the, the preseason offensive player of the year, um, you know, u- unanimous there, uh, but he loses most of his major weapons, right? His two favorite targets and, and highly unlikely. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and yeah, so, and so you just don't know how they're going to adapt uh, to that. Now they do, um, you know, bring back their uh, top defensive player, mm-hmm. which is also the, the preseason defensive player of the year. And, uh, Josiah Stewart, um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, I think a lot of question marks there, which is why I kind of have Coastal actually a little bit lower than yeah. Than if what you the, look the at most have. experienced charts for Coastal, they are near the bottom, like out of all of college football, anywhere from like one twenty eight to one thirty, I guess is how you can you know depend on what you're looking at. So they have a lot of 
missing pieces that they're going to have to answer for. Um, receiver being one, right? You just mentioned highly unlikely being gone. Uh, you look at their offensive line, which now has, I think they lost three offensive line starters from last year. So mm-hmm. they go from having a career start to an offensive line to 54, which is pretty low in college football. Um, you have, you mentioned their defensive line. They bring their top guy back, first team Sun Belt. Um, so they should be okay there, but they have question marks at linebacker and at secondary. You know, so if, if those are not answered, then people should be able to light them up in the passing game. And that's going to be, you know, are they going to be in shootouts in every game? You know, can that be sustainable? On top of that, you also have to answer the question, is Grayson McCall going to be healthy for 12 games? That's the big, you that's know, the big question can, mark. Can, can I, his, he his health, yeah, their success hinges on his health, 100%, right? And, and I mean, as it normally would with, with a quarterback. But I mean, I think, yeah, like if, if, if he if he misses even several games this year, um, I think that's the difference from them, you know, contending for, for uh, the, the East title yeah. and a conference championship and them fi- finishing somewhere in the middle or even bottom of yeah. the back. Yeah, no, you're right. So they have, they have like you said, much more glaring issues that they have to address by app and i you know i think in my head i think coastal does slip up a lot i don't know if they win 10 or more games this season they may go eight and four could go seven and five um depending on how the season shakes out um but i i guess what i want to convey is i don't ever see these teams dropping off the cliff like we have right for some reason georgia southern likes to just when we go off the cliff we go off the cliff hard I, yeah, I don't right. I don't see it's a roller oh, coaster, yeah. right? There there's yeah, no there's, there's no, no there's no gradual no, it's whew, um yeah. It's so I don't Which is promising, right? Because the only way to co- go yeah, is up, exactly. right? I mean it, exactly. like yeah, so, so I don't see app or coastal just dropping off a cliff and only being two or three game win teams. It would be great if they would. I'd absolutely love it. We would enjoy it every week. Um yeah. but I don't see that happening. Um but uh, that's that's my questions for Coastal. That's why I probably would have them either third or fourth if I was sitting there filling out a, a prediction sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then you know we don't have to go through the whole list, but uh, like uh, in in uh, third uh, in the coaches poll is Georgia State. Um, I think you know they are a lot of people's dark horses uh, to win the East. Uh, Cody, I know you've mentioned yeah. uh, to me, you know, in the past when we were chatting that, that they're, they're your dark horse. You talked about experience with coastal, lack of experience with coastal 180 with, with Georgia yeah, state, right? A lot, a of, lot experience of experience returning. coming back. I would, you can call them a dark horse. You can call them a sleeping giant because I think all the pieces are there. Quarterback, yep. offensive line, run game, coaching staff. It's all there. Their two issues are this. It's, they have a new offensive coordinator, which I think was the quarterback coach from last year. They just promoted him from within. Um, so, you know, how much control of the offense does he have? Is is he is he taking it full reins? Is their head coach having some? You know, is he calling the plays? Don't really know how that. Well, he he's a he's a defensive yeah, guy. No, or no, he's off, off, he's offensive line, line coach. So, he's offensive line coach. so I don't know exactly how that dynamic is going to play out. But they obviously feel comfortable enough to at least give him the promotion of offensive coordinator. And then the other thing to me, and this is the big question for any team that's trying to make this jump, is can they mentally do it? Does Georgia State mentally believe they belong at the top of the Sun Belt? That's the biggest that's thing. the biggest thing. Yeah. And if and if they have to get over that mental hurdle of that there's some subpar or 500 team that that's the best they're going to do. You know, last year was their most wins in a season at like eight, and so. Can they get over that hurdle to think, okay, I belong at the top? 
you know, and, and if they can, then, then they will. But they won't know that until they beat a team, really until they beat App State. If they lose the App State again, then they'll they'll probably finish probably like eight wins, nine wins. Um, but in Phil Stillbook, and I think this is a great kind of analyst or great analyst of, of Georgia State in general, his prediction polls for them, if you read like one of the last lines in his 2022 review, has he says, my nine things are like anywhere from five and seven to 12 and oh. And yeah, so, which, which, which is, is if they're twelve and zero, you're talking about a ranked team. You're talking yeah, about one that because yeah. because they got the schedule with uh, with ACC and SEC opponents in South Carolina and North mm-hmm. Carolina both beatable. We've seen um, App State do this right yep. in the past, beating both of those teams in, in the same season. Um, they've got Charlotte, which is a Beat, very winnable yep. game, um, <clears throat> and then you've got Army, which is going to be tough uh, going up there. Uh, they lost to them last year. Um, you know, and, and obviously, yeah, I think Munkin seems to kind of have their number. Um, I don't know if he takes any pride <laughs> in beating Georgia state. Um, but, but yeah, that maybe he finds some pride, um, beating them, but, but yeah. So, I mean, their, their non-conference schedule, uh, is it's there built in it's a way. There. Yeah. It's, it's, it's built in a way where if, if they get through those games and then can beat, um, you know, the perennial favorites and, and the app states, um, and, and the coastals, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they could not only, um, you know, contend for uh, a division title and, and conference title, but, but even new year six, I mean, it, it's, it's set up that way. Um, but, but you're absolutely right. It's their, their biggest opponents themselves, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Um, it's once they get into October, November, um, yeah, who And they who have some they... tough games. You know, they have to go to App in the middle of October. At the end of the year, they finish with At Marshall and At JMU. I mean, those are yeah. some tough well, games, that, you know. Even even us, October 8th, right? I mean, uh, that's a game that, for us, it's a must win, yeah. right, yeah. In, in my opinion. Like, that, that's a game we just have to win. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, I think a lot of our fan base, regardless of how the season shakes out, like, if, if we can – win that game and then, you know, give app a game or, or win that one, you know, beat our rivals. I think a lot of people will look back and say, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're happy with, with this first, you know, <clears throat> first year under, under Helton. But um, yeah, I mean, October's brutal for them, right? They go to army. Uh, uh, we, go to Atlanta, but we, we both know, right. That's, that's a home game for us always. Um, and then they go to Boone, um, and then they round out October, um, with a uh, homecoming in Atlanta against old dominion. Yeah. So again, so, uh, you're right. Yeah. Their, their schedule is, 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 is kind of what they have to get through. I mean, it's not an easy schedule, um, but it's doable. It's definitely doable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let, let's get in. So I'll I'll, I'll run through um, kind of my predictions of of the East, um, which is, is pretty pretty similar um, to to what the coaches came up with. But um, so I, I have App first as well. Um, I have Georgia State kind of as as a sleeper at two. I, I, I hate to say it, but but for all the things that we just said, um, I, I, again, yeah, just that that mental hurdle is the is the main thing. But they're they're set up for it. Um, Coastal at three, um, that could easily move to, to four or even lower, depending on the health of, of Grayson McCall. Um, I have us at four. Um, I, I, I oh, think, wow. you know, really? uh, yeah, yeah. I have us at four, um, ahead of Marshall, Old Dominion and James Madison. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to turn some heads. I don't think we're going to be in contention, but I think, um, I think it's going to be a good year. I, I, I think I think we can, you know, like we said last time we recorded, I, I, I think we can get to the six to seven wins. Um, I think we can scare some people. Um, 
I think we're going to be better than a lot of like the pundits think we're going to be. I don't think it's it's not going to be a Georgia Tech type of transition. I think we have uh, the pieces there. Um, I, we just have to unlock them. Um, specifically, you know, wide receiver play. I think we have you know talent there. Um, offensive line. I'm feeling better um, about that. You know, the more the more I look into that. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're going to turn some heads not be like a, a player really in the race um but you know a, a enough to possibly get to a bowl game um and possibly knock some other uh of, of those uh top three teams out of contention you know that's that's i hope so um i hope we win them all to be honest with you but i think it's to me as a fan i have to see it Right, like I have to see that this is going to work. There's still a lot of question marks when it comes to offense. There's still some issues yep. when it comes to defense. Um, as much as the spring game looked, you know, positive, it's just the spring game. You can't really get a whole lot from it, right? You can't. It's against ourselves. Yeah, it's, you know, you know, is the defense that bad or is the offense that, that good, <laughs> or or is it yeah. somewhere in the middle, or how you know how does that work out? So. I don't know. I think it's more of uh, let me see how the first three or four games go, and then I'll have a better understanding of what we can do in conference. And, you know, obviously, like, well, Doug, Cody, that makes sense, right? But, no, I think, honestly, when you're talking about this season, nobody can tell you how this division is going to turn out, much less how Georgia Southern is going to be. I think I think yeah. if we come out there and we're lighting the scoreboard up like Western Kentucky was last year and our run game is, you know, should be a lot more dominant than what they had last year. Yeah, there's, there's no question, you know, if that's the case, we're in contention to not only win the East but to win the whole thing and 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 have big bowl name as a possibility. But yeah. if that's not the case, and you know, we're more looking like the Western Kentuckys when when Ellis had the OC job all on his own of scoring 26 or 19 points a game, with Applin, yeah. you know, yeah. then that's going to be well maybe 500. Maybe, probably more like three to five if we're lucky, because because of the schedule. Of the schedule. Yeah. So you know, it's I, you just have to see it. Um, and honestly, my expectations right now going into the season is just get me to two and two in the out of conference slate in October in September. If if we're two yeah. and two, if we beat Morgan and Ball State, then okay, all right, the, the, you've you've met you've met my expectations. Anything above that, anything. UAB or Nebraska is is to me is is icing on the cake. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, no, that that's fair. I mean, you know, Morgan obviously has has to be a win. Ball State, um, you know, they they made a bowl game last year, I believe. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they're they're MAC team. They're they're one that we should win. I believe. Uh, did Georgia State beat them? Yes. Was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Played? Georgia State beat. Um, and so. Yeah, but but I mean, I, I think that's definitely a winnable game. We obviously have uh, played well against MAC teams, um, and and yeah, I, I agree. I think I think two and two is kind of the the benchmark in the out of conference um, opening slate, and then yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, there in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, September tenth, and um, and then the following week at UAB. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, Cody. So, do you want to kind of dive more into why we think that, and then and dive? Yeah, in, uh, maybe. The, of, the, yeah. I think I want to wrap up the East Division. I guess you can say preview or, or thoughts on it. Is a team to me? There's two teams really that I think get have gotten overlooked that we should not overlook at all in this division. One is Old Dominion. Old Dominion yeah. returns a lot of people 
on offense and on defense. And they finished last season with like a five or six game win streak before losing the ball game. And yep. they started off, I think, one and six. And of those three losses in those first seven games, three of those were, were very winnable games. They were within one score and had a chance to win those games. How they were picked to finish last is beyond me. I think this is a team that I'm, I'm surprised that, that, that they yeah. may not win. But if they finish anywhere from like second to fourth, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, and the other one too is JMU. Um, you can't tell me that the team that has consistently been in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs for gosh the last what five, six, seven years now, if yeah. not longer, is going to come in here and have trouble with the Sun Belt. Even though the Sun Belt is on the rise, um, you can't tell me that they're going to come in here and not compete. And you can't tell me that that they're only going to be better than one team. I mean, if you if they played us last year, they would have demolished us. Let's, I'm just going to be honest. Oh, they'd, yeah. they'd, 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 they'd yeah, have wiped yeah. the floor with us. Um, yeah. And they would have wiped the floor with a lot of Sun Belt teams last year. Um, the coach that they have is really, really good. They do have some questions yes. that they have to answer at, you know, quarterback depth. Can, you know, do they have a playmaker there or not? Um and they have some defensive questions that they got to answer. But their coach is good, and they're going to have them prepared. Do not be surprised if JMU is beating teams that you're like, how in the world are they beating them? Because they're going to be good, and they're going to be competitive, and within two to three years, they're probably going to be in contention for the Sun Belt Championship. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're they're on an upper uh, uh, trajectory, right? Yeah. I mean, like, but but I, I think, I mean, you know, first time, unlike us in app, um, you know, this is the first time they're kind of skipping a step, right, with the transition. Um, obviously, moving up a lot faster than anyone expected. Um, you know, uh, n- no one really expected even the three uh, Conference USA teams to come over this early, right? Um, and they're playing a full FBS slate, or or what, what you know, in the eyes of um, I guess yeah. college football, um, uh, an FBS slate where typically in that first year of transition, just like we did um, in in 2013, right? You're you're playing a mostly FCS schedule. You're not eligible for the playoffs or anything like that. Um, and then you know that, that's obviously the year we beat Florida. <clears throat> and then um, and then yeah, and then you go into year two um, with more of that full FBS slate, yeah. but still not eligible. Um, so so yeah, I mean a lot of question marks for them because they're kind of just diving right into it right so you know are they going to have a a 2014 type cinderella year like we did um and like acclimate right away um no i i think they're going to have you know some some uh you know a big learning curve there but um i think it's gonna tighten really quick i i I think it's gonna you know with, with like you said within within three years i think they i'm not even saying that they're gonna finish um you know last <clears throat> i know i i just did pick them to fit, finish last but, <laughs> but somebody has but, to be picked uh, last right like like so, so, somebody, and that's the thing somebody, the, the, yeah you know if you the look east at, is that good right all the teams yeah in the east maybe outside of us any other team you know you're going to look at it and be like wow i'm surprised at the last place team um yeah. so and w- which which i'm surprised that we were picked fifth right i mean that like i, I think well, that, somebody that, picked us to become least, the to, to finish in first i know so th- i know which 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 wasn't helton because you can't vote for yourself you sure? i don't think and, i think you can oh can I think you so. okay well then that was helton yeah. <laughs> then or or maybe i don't know like i i guess we shouldn't assume that but 
Um, you know, like, yeah, like, like you said, I, I think a lot of, even like the coaches that you, you would think would, would know, um, even better than like the, the so-called experts, um, and, and analysts and whatnot, uh, what other teams have and all of this and, um, you know, talking through that grapevine, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's interesting. Like like seeing that we're kind of in the middle ish of the pack there. I mean, we're we're uh, you know obviously behind Marshall and had thirty five points where where Marshall had yeah. There was a pretty sizable gap between fourth and fifth. Yeah, so that <laughs> that big drop off after yeah one through four is 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 there, and then and then you have James Madison at thirty one and Old Dominion at, at twenty five. So not not a lot separating those. So I think they're probably all interchangeable. But yeah, no, I I agree. I I think outside of our fan base um, for, for kind of just obvious yeah. reasons. Um, if, if, yeah, if we were picked last, um, even behind James Madison, I don't think anyone would really bat no, an eye, no. but I, I think a lot of people are questioning the old dominion and James Madison uh, picks as, as like, Hey, like are, are, are y'all actually paying attention to what, you know, yeah. what, what's happening? Yeah. So I think um, uh, in, in, we'll end with this. I think this is going to be probably one of the, should be one of the most entertaining conference years that we've had in a long time because there's going to be some upsets somebody is somebody is going to beat somebody that you're going to think wow how did that happen whether and i think those three yeah. teams are going to be us james madison and old dominion yeah. i think we'll each get something one. yeah it's just it's, yeah. yeah i agree with you um yeah i was trying to look back to see you know just past fbs opponents that james madison played and it's been a while um since they played one. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's going to be the thing. I agree with you. They, they would have wiped the floor with us, um, last year. Uh, so 2019 was the last time they played an FBS opponent. It was West Virginia and they only lost 20 to 13. Better um, than what we did when we went to West Virginia. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be the biggest thing. Like, you know, again, when we went into the Sunbelt in 2014, very different situation, right? I, I think the it uh, is, but, it, but what we were leaving in the SoCon was comparable, yeah. at least at least in the top teams, to what the top teams were in the Sunbelt. Completely different ball well, game. I mean, they are they are leveling up like several notches. They are, um, but you, you know, also have to look at. I think we have to take 2014 in context. We were coming off a really kind of a down year for us, even though we beat. Florida at the end of the season, we were what seven and four. Um, we lost the head coach, that whole coaching staff brought in a new coaching staff. We had a quarterback that was a freshman, I think, or sophomore, and Kevin Ellison, but he didn't play a whole lot in 2013, I don't think. Uh, Matt Breida was an unknown, nobody knew who he was. Um, all we really knew is that we had a good offensive line and the defense should be decent. But outside of that, we really had no clue as to what we were going to see in 2014, um, which at least for Jay Madison is, is at least a step above where we were at. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so so in, in 2018, they lost to, to NC State 24-13, to and then they're, um, they do have an FB, uh, a recent-ish um, FBS win, um, and that's against uh, ECU uh, back in, in 2017. Um, they beat them 34 to 14 to open the year. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, like, like, like you said, good head coach. I, I, I like the head coach a lot watching the, um, the, the presser. Um, he was making you know, some I great think. jokes in that presser that was getting no response he, from that got, room. I know. He's got a, yeah, that, that room was pretty much dead. The, if we the, were there, the I'd have been rolling. 
<laughs> oh yeah. No, he, he's definitely got some wit. Um, he's got like some dry humor there. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I, I think there's a reason why, you know, he's, he's still there and, and didn't leave. I think he sees the potential, um, in that program. I mean, you're talking about one with, uh, you know, not just a good football team, but a good athletics department. Yes. Um, you know, yes. the, the investment, great, great facilities, great, passionate fan base. Um, you know, just like with the other three teams that are joining the Sun Belt, um, perfect fit, perfect, uh, you know, uh, geographical fit, but also um, just with the the kind of like passion and investment in football um, that uh, that they all share. So, um, yeah. So I guess uh, going to that, let's let's get more into us um, <clears throat> and kind of talk about what that different. You know, we we kind of both agree that we can be like somewhere in like middle of the east maybe yeah, it just you know, make a run on, at that top to me, three it depends on the offense it, yeah. however good the offense is is kind of where we go if you think the offense is going to be great then i say there's no reason why you can't pick us first if you think the offense is going to be average then we're probably middle of the pack if it's subpar we're going to be in the cellar yeah yeah no that's fair and 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 i think it all starts right at uh two two different positions right offensive line obviously and quarterback play yes. um so you know one, one of the representatives at the sunbelt media days calvin treese transfer quarterback university at buffalo um you know no no qualms about it right he's the starter i i think i think when we you know when we saw him come yeah, in that was kind of understandable uh, we were th- yeah, it, it, it was. I, I, don't, I don't think it was a huge surprise, no. but, uh, you know, we've doubled down on it, right? I mean, obviously bringing him there, like, look, this is this is a guy. It's not really an open competition at this point. Um, no, the, the <clears> but, open, uh, also, on, before we get into it, the yeah. open competition is who's going to be the starter next year. Honestly, when you look mm-hmm. from, you know, the transfer from Boise State, the transfer from Troy, Connor Sikowski, yep. you know, everybody in that quarterback room, Besides the two yeah, freshmen, the yeah. da- David Dallas, Rossman. Yes. Yeah. It is it is to compete to see who can start for next year. And they're gonna have a year to 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 work it out and fight it out amongst each other. Um because it, it is Kyle Van Treese's year this year, you know, obviously. Um and, and much probably much overdue respect for him. Um just kind of based on some of the skill sets that we've seen so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what he does in this offense from, you know, what's been talked about from, you know, Coach Ellis and Coach Helton, you know, kind of teasing the fan base with with what they plan to show over the course of the 12-game season. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I think he, as we've talked about before, I think Van Trees is, is the perfect um, solution mm-hmm. to this transition um, because I, I think he is like the definition of like a bridge quarterback. Yes. I don't mean disrespect when I say that. Um, I, I think he could have a, a, a very similar. Uh, it you was know, like Jabo Shaw, he, just reversed, right? It was exactly, exactly. Yeah, like like someone to come in that knows kind of the the offense that we want to run, that can be responsible and take care of the ball, that can be a leader, be you know an older guy that comes in, commands kind of the locker room from day one, mm-hmm. um, and and just yeah, and just play. Um, mistake-free football or as close to it as possible, um, put us in positions to win, um, doesn't have to necessarily like dominate and, you know, completely take over the game like a, like a shy Wurtz, right? Where we like heavily relied and back in the day, like a Jason Foster, where it's like, look, you do whatever you've got to do. I, I think it's more of a situation like a J. Bo Shaw, right? Come in, run the offense, play mistake-free football, get your playmakers the ball, yep. 
defense is going to take care of it, and then be, yeah, everything be else will take care of itself. General on the field that we need, and, and yes. that and that gets back into what you made the comment earlier in the, in the episode of of the transition. Like this isn't a Georgia Tech transition, and and you're right on on several key points there. One, the transfer portal wasn't like it was then when when Georgia Tech tried to do their transfer, so they've had a harder time to do it. But and we just mentioned it right here, offensive line. We don't have as big of a jump to transform our offensive line. Really, there's really no jump. It's just can they can they pass protect better than what they've done in the past? And in theory, they should because last year and previous years, if we're passing the ball, it's an obvious passing situation. So defenses can pin their ears back and just go after the quarterback and blitz and, and come from all you know different directions. It's not as hard for the offensive line to block, right? So – um, or it is harder for the offensive line to block in those situations. Right. So right, yeah. this year, with us being more balanced and being probably more uh, pass happy and, 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 and really challenging defense, it should alleviate the pressures of the offensive line to where they can show their skill set fully of how to pass block. Now, we'll see if that's the case or not. I agree. I don't know if anybody has seen the interview that Danny Reed yeah, just, great, re- just released great, with, great. with the yeah. offensive coordinator. But he made one comment that I think is absolutely true: is we do have the best offensive line coach in the country, whether or not people realize it or not. I think we do. Uh, it's pretty. I think. And yeah, I, th- I think yeah. we have w- one of them, if not yeah. right. I mean, like it, it's it's hard hard to compare, but like I would say top top in G five and probably like top ten in the country. Yeah. And and yeah, so like unknown commodity kind of deal, right? But um, Richard Owens, uh, I mean, run game coordinator, also offensive line coach. The fact we've talked about it that that Clay Helton was able, I think that was the best hire. I, hands I, think, down. I think that was the best hands hire, down. Uh, hands down, being able to get him from UAB, um, which a lot of people would say is like a lateral move, maybe even a step down, yeah. just seeing like where where the programs were at the time. Um, where mean, the program's going. I guess promotion with UAB's going. Where the program's American, going. I mean, it's kind of a whole... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like in in you could say possibly, you know, uh, somewhat of a promotion there, I guess, with like run game coordinator. I don't know, like how like the financials work out. I would assume he's making at least as much, if not a little bit. Yeah, more. that's something that hasn't um, came out. Or at least I haven't seen it. It hasn't. I'm it surprised. Hasn't. Yeah. So but but yeah, it, uh, anyway, like that. That I think is is bar none best uh, off season hire for Clay Helton's first coaching staff, um, and I think uh, yeah Brian Ellis, the new offensive coordinator, said it best. Like um, you know he's he's a really good one. Um, and the other thing that stood out in that interview was the unit itself. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy in Brian Ellis. He's been at USC. Um, he's, you know, been at uh, Western Kentucky. He's been at a couple other places. And, you know, he said this, we're deep at offensive mm-hmm. line, which I, I think if we were talking, you know, a couple months ago, uh, the experience is there, but we didn't really know like what a- after that first, like, three, four guys, like what that drop off was Mm -hmm. like, he said, we've got seven guys right now that he feels confident. Um, and then I would assume that Richard Owens feels confident putting on the field. Um, I thought it was like as as a starter, he said, he said seven right now, like confidently starting. Um, and he said it could be 10. Um, you know, and we'll, and we'll see with, with, with fall camp, we've got a, you know, a couple younger guys in development. Um, and, and he said that that hasn't been the case anywhere, he's yeah. been, including USC, um, which, which I, you know, I, I believe that statement. I don't think, oh, that's no, just he's like not, no, he's right not making it up. No. Um, so that, that to me, honestly, 
is the one kind of statement that's swayed me a little bit in, in being a, a bit more optimistic about the season. Um, thinking that, that, yeah, if, 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 if that is true and we feel confident about that group, um, again, I think Calvin Treese is, is, is the, is the field general to, to, to get us there, but he's got to have help up front. If we have that, we know we have great coaching. Um, now we know we have like the depth, I, I think we can be special. I, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I think we can move the ball. We have the playmakers, um, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, but that, that unlock is that quarterback play. And then Off- it, it yeah, starts offensive line. line play. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know, if, if he's getting hit within two and a half seconds or two seconds of every time he gets the ball, we're not going to do much. Um, no. I don't think that's going to be the case, but you, we got to wait to see what happens. Um, I, I, there's not much more than I can say outside of the only thing that I'm worried about if you're talking about offensive line or quarterback position is, to me, quarterback depth. If for some reason he has to come off the field, let's say the helmet comes off, yeah. or you know he you know, tweaks something, he needs to be out for a series or whatever, you know, is there anybody behind him that can really take charge at that point? Connor. I, I think, think, I think Sogelski. Yeah, I don't know. I, I okay. do. I, I I, I do. I think this year it will. And then does that mean that he's the front runner for next year? No. Um, but And I don't mean this like disrespect, but I, I think Connor, from what he showed last year, um, what he showed in the spring game, I think he's like the perfect backup quarterback. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I really do. Like, I, I think he's a guy that in situations that you just described, um, we can, you know, have kind of a sigh of relief knowing that he can cut, even if he's like hating the ball off, even if he's doing kind of like, um, kind of short, you know, short to like middle passes, not like airing it out per se. Yeah. Um, but he can keep the offense moving. Um, I, I fully believe that. Is is he, you know, again, is he the front runner going into next year? Probably not. Um, with with what we have in the wings, but but yeah, I I, I think he's number two this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, so let's talk about the skill position. So I at the some about media. This days, is the part uh, where I have no concerns about. Yeah, which I think a lot of people would, right? I think yeah. a lot of people that's not dialed into the program would think like, oh, yeah, again, Georgia Tech, right? Oh, you're going from option offense, which not, not we know isn't the, like the truth, not not in the sense of, of what Georgia Tech did with Paul Johnson. Um, but, you know, you're going into an offense basically where – no one's caught the ball, <laughs> really, uh, where your leading receiver every year has like three or 400 yards, um, which which is true <laughs> for us. Uh, but the talent is there. And, and yeah. that's what that's what Clay Helton um, said at, at media days is like he was so surprised. Ellis also said the same thing of, you know, once they got on the field, once they uh, saw those opportunities. Uh, the talent's there. I think people that are dialed into the program, you and I included, Cody, um, that's not a big surprise, right? You have Caleb Hood. Um, you have uh, Burgess. Uh, you have Bo Johnson coming back in a tight end. Um, you know, you, you've got you've got weapons there. You've got Jeremy Singleton, obviously, coming over uh, from the University of Houston. Um, well, I think that's what I want to hit on is with yeah. that transfer right there. If you were going to look at anything as far as the wide receiver core or, or skill position skill set or that whole group you needed some sort of either number one guy or senior guy that could be the the leader on in that group right and I think that's what Singleton brings he can be that number one guy um not to say that Burgess or Hood or anybody else couldn't couldn't be the guy but you bring him in and now it just kind of elevates the ceiling 
and it, and it elevates the floor of, of it unlocks yeah, everybody it does. else right? right because i i think we looked at like like a caleb hood before like coming in the last year he was like a, a preseason um second team i believe um coming in and uh and he he was our leading receiver right around like 400 yards um but you know again offense wasn't favorable for for wide receivers and then um you know everyone kind of keying on him he's kind of more of like a slot like middle middle uh you know middle of the field type receiver um getting singleton someone that you can put on the perimeter um he's kind of like your deep threat uh you know he um at um at houston um, you saw that. So he had over 17 yards uh, per catch last year, 17.3, um, five touchdowns um, on just 28, uh, 28 catches. So like <clears throat> uh, that's, you know, he, he caught three passes for uh, 62 yards and two touchdowns. Um, okay, that was against Tulane, but, but yeah, he, he's your deep threat. He's your perimeter guy, right? Yeah. Like, um, and, and I agree. I think getting that solidified kind of number one guy in unlocks everyone else to their like full potential yes. so caleb hood um down in the middle of the field amari jones on like screen passes and get him in open space like we've been saying like uh you know get the ball in his hands and um let him run and then uh burgess uh, i think probably on that other side of the perimeter i look um, for him johnson like i said coming back yeah go ahead burgess i look for him to have a big season he should thrive yeah. in this um and his ability to make defenders miss i just think that if the offense is as advertised, he will end the year on at least, I think, either second team. I think no later, no worse than second team Sun Belt. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, from from what I see, I think we could have 2,000-yard receivers, um, which is crazy it to is, think about. It is. Um, but, but I, I, I think, I mean, if, if we're, and honestly, if we don't, I think we're going to have a bad season, like a really bad season. Um, so, you know, I, I think Burgess can be that guy. I think Singleton can be that guy. I think Hood could get into the six, 700 yards. Um, I think Amari Jones, you know, that again, that like that unlock there. Amari um, Jones should have almost a thousand all purpose yards. I guess you can all purpose. He's going to be your all purpose guy, which like we, he always, he was last year, but like we needed him to do almost too much, right? Like go and play quarterback, go and play running back now saying that right now saying like, look, you are a wide receiver. Um, but then just figuring out the best way to leverage him in that position. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think, I mean, obviously he's going to be a player on, on special teams in the return game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think he's a a thousand yard plus, um, all purpose. Um, but yeah, getting, uh, taking him out of like the, quarterback conversation like, and even the running back yeah. conversation I think is going to unlock his I still potential. don't I still wouldn't be surprised if he's in the backfield from time to time just as a way to to confuse defenses right like motion start him out you know whatever so I still wouldn't I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still back there in some in some sense but obviously the running back position is going to be the the green and white show I mean let's just let's just get to it yeah. it's it's Gerald Green. It's it's Jalen White. It's, it's, it's Lightning Thunder. I mean, it's it's gonna be as much as we talk about how the passing game should should really open up this year for us. Uh, we still have two extremely extremely good running backs. And and again, like as I talk through this, I I, I think the theme here is unlock 
Right. Like yeah. I, I think yeah. like you're, you're talking about like we, everyone says, Oh, Georgia Southern loaded backfield. Um, this is the case every year. It seems to get stronger every year. Um, let's hit a quick pause in this and pay some respect to JD yes. King, um, who has, uh, you know, um, uh, on his own, I guess on his own terms, um, so, you know, said that he's leaving college football. Um, knee didn't heal up the way he was hoping. Um, and, but you, you talk about a guy that, you know, uh, will go down. I mean, obviously it wasn't with us maybe as long as, as like some running backs that we've had, um, here, but, uh, a guy that meant so much to this program, um, through, you know, some, some hard years, um, and, and, and some really good years. Um, so yeah, just, just want to pay, pay respects to, to him. Um, obviously he'll still be involved. I'm sure um in the program, um, in, in some, some aspect. Um, but, uh, but yeah, obviously not, not on the playing field. So mm-hmm. that, that is, that is a big loss for us. We were, we kind of talked about last time of like how he was going to fit into, uh, the picture. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, just definitely want to, um, yeah, he was a, a, a young man that done. quite literally gave heart, soul and body for this football program. Um, and that can't be commended enough, um, on top of his leadership qualities and being there, like you said, through thick and thin. Um, he was always there, didn't back down, whether it was good or bad. And, you know, you can't, you can't ask more from a player. Honestly, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I hate that he had to retire. You know, obviously, you know, he wished that he probably could come back for his last year, but, um, we wish him all the best and he will go down as a, as a great Eagle. He will go down as a great Eagle. Yeah. For sure. So, so yeah, I mean, getting back to, you know, the, the two stars and, and Gerald Green and, and Jalen White, um, again, unlock. I, I, I think, you know, they've weighed their turn, right? Uh, Clay Hilton said this, right? They've weighed their turn. Um, you've seen Gerald Green rip off the, the 60, 70-plus yard runs. You've seen flashes of brilliance from Jalen White um, of, uh, you know, back to like what he was, uh, did in high school as the leading rusher in the country, um, you know, in, in small town, Alabama. Um, I, I'm really excited um, again, just to kind of like put them in, in this role and say like, you're the guys, yeah. right. And, and, and go. Um, and I, I think they're going to live up to those expectations. I think so too. Um, and honestly, it, it's, it's on the, it's on the passing attack to really open it up for them. If, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I have to go up against this team this year, I'm still, kind of loading the box and saying you're gonna have to prove to me you can beat me passing the ball right so i think as the passing game goes so will their their rushing stats this year if we can legitimately throw it around and and open some some lanes up and spread the defense out then that's just going to make their job a whole lot easier but if for some reason our passing game is is you know, has fits and is is not as good as what we hope. Then it's going to be tough for them. I think at times to 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 gather yards and, and score touchdowns. Yeah, for sure. Um, do we want to switch to the defense real quick? We can. Um, so you know that uh, you know again going back to some about uh, media day. So we didn't have anyone selected um, in uh, first team right <clears throat> for for Georgia Southern. Um, we had uh, four uh, total um, selected, um, two on special teams, and then uh, two on uh, defense. So uh, Justin Ellis, um, sixth-year uh, defensive lineman uh, from Roswell, Georgia, 
uh, and then uh, Derek Canteen getting him back from injury. Um, you know, I think he's going to be, uh, you know, have a really um, good year in the defensive backfield as a cornerback. Um, obviously, led the nation two years ago in interceptions um, as a redshirt uh, freshman. Um, now entering his junior year, um, you know, I, I think he's he's uh, top class of of the Sun Belt, um, and we'll we'll see how he you know comes back from that torn uh, pectoral. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be kind of the key again, unlock right to, to that defensive backfield and how well we do in the passing game. Yeah. The defense has, the defense is going <laughs> to, is to me a mystery. Obviously we're trying to change in systems, right? Four, two, five, um, kind of have more defensive backs on the field at, during the, but also multiple. Yeah, talked about like probably going, can be yeah, three, so we, three, we five, three down, yeah, yeah, or go to like a dime package here or there. Um, so I, I think to me it's just a mystery. It's just a mystery. Do we have defensive line depth? Is the defensive line going to be able to penetrate and get pressure on the quarterback and stop the run? Do we have linebacker depth? You know, is the reason why we're going to a four-two-five is because we don't have many linebackers to throw out there in the football game. Um, to me, your linebacker coach is somebody that has to prove themselves. I think this is their first actual position job at the um, FBS level. Um, your defensive backs, as talented as they are, again, it's a new system. It's again, prove it. You know, show me that that we are as as tough and as as strong as we are there that I think we can be. Um, but we did lose, you know, some guys. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if we have all the pieces there yet to be this formidable defensive front, defensive unit that can just at will hold people to twenty points a game. Right. I mean, what what do you what do you think we need to be to be successful defensively? Score thirty five like points a game. <laughs> yeah. So you really think it hinges think on it offensive of, play? Yeah, I think it does. Not the other way yeah. around. I, see, I, I I'm actually opposite. I I think I think like depending on what the defense can do, um, that will. I, I guess yeah unlocks the the word of the day people um <laughs> it, it will un, it, it will unlock the offense um you know I, I think if the defense can't stop anybody if people like we saw last year just um uh, you know pass happy and, and passing at will on on, on the deep ball and we're I just don't want to see blown coverage, coverage time after time right? that's yeah, that's, blown, that's blown coverage time after time I think that's gonna hurt the offense because they're gonna be um it's 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 going to put a lot of pressure on them, right? To 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 convert. So, I I I think to to me the biggest unlock for the offense is the defense, where you're kind of saying the opposite. Um, that that scoring a lot of points will take that pressure off the defense to just kind of like, um, bend but don't break. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't I, I don't yeah. I don't know what to expect. I don't. I want to see better coverage throughout the season. I don't want to see so many blown blown assignments to where the the guys 20 yards wide open down the field. And I don't think we will, right? With with uh with DC with uh Will Harris, right? I I I I mean coming from Washington, he's a def- defensive backs coach, uh, you know, one one of the best if not the best in the country. Obviously first uh first run at being a DC. Um, That's the other but thing. I, I, you know, how is he going to yeah. call plays? You know, how is that going to work out right. with him now being the the man? Um I I get I not to say that they can't be great or they can't be good there's just too many question marks for me to give out a firm prediction of oh yeah this is going to be a fantastic defense 
there's a lot of stuff that has to be proven. There's a lot of stuff I have to see. And we're not going to see that. You know, we're we're going to know what we have when we get through with the UAB and Ball State games. We'll know what we are at that yeah. point. But up until then, there's no, nobody can sit here and tell me one way or the other if they're going to be good, if they're going to be bad. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess jumping real quick to, to special teams. Um, so Lord, you know, two... please let that be better. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. A unit that, you know, was solid, right, for um, for a couple of years on, under Lunsford. But, but yeah, at, at the end there was, was not. I think if you um, really want to break down, you know, gosh, this is going to sound bad, but our special teams decline to me is a direct reflection on Lunsford, right? Cause he was a special teams guy yes. for so many years. So if you're the head coach and that was your, your kind of specialty or your, you were, you know what you were over that at no point, no matter how bad it gets, should get anywhere near as bad as what it was, but man, it did, it get bad. So I'm excited about this one. We actually have a, a full time coach that is nothing but special teams and he seems to be pretty good. He's proven that coach is proven at other places. He is proven. I mean, he you know he was at um, uh, he was been with the Dallas Cowboys the Citadel, um, right? Yeah. He's been with the Citadel, who had one of the top um, special teams units, uh, you know, across the board, not just like kickers and punters, which you know you typically only kind of think about, but coverage, right? That that was the main yeah. thing where uh, where we had a big deficiency, um, you know, the the last couple of years, so. Um, yeah, I, I think having that dedicated guy, I agree with you, like with, with Lunsford, I think is that he was kind of spread too thin. We didn't have that key guy. Um, special teams was an afterthought. It never should be an afterthought. Now having that dedicated guy, uh, Coach Helton, um, put kind of an emphasis on that, right? Getting all these analysts in, getting all these like specialist um, uh, coaches in um, because, yeah, you can't uh, – being a program with what we're trying to get to – you, you can't have someone that's just trying to like double dip or yeah. triple dip and, and do all these different yeah. things. So um, I think I think that will be, um, again, a big unlock for uh, for special teams. I mean, because we got the players, right? You got Anthony Beck. Um, they are picked <clears throat> um, uh, in the preseason um, uh, poll there. Uh, you've got, um, yeah, so redshirt senior punter. Um, and then you also have Amari Jones, um, yeah. as mentioned, you know, going to be um, a, a key role player there on, on, on special. And help me remember, didn't we get a transfer from Minnesota as a, as a place kicker that came in or announced recently? I think I remember seeing something about that, but I, th- I think. No, I'm not seeing anything okay. on the roster. Um, I remember, but I, I think he like committed and then decommitted. Okay. Um, but we still have Britton we Williams. Do. We have Raynard. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting to see with, you know, kind of clean slate, right? New coaching staff, earn your spot kind of deal. Who comes out on top there? Yes. Right? Is it, um, you know, obviously Raynard has had his struggles, um, you know, in, in the kicking game. Um, sometimes he's he's money. The further back you get, I think it, it gets a little questionable um, with with his uh, leg strength and, and the accuracy that comes with it. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, Brett Williams, I know, was uh, kind of a highly uh, regarded kicker out of, uh, you know, the low country there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so that, that battle, I think, will be really interesting, too. Yes, yes. Just just please hit the extra points and be reliable within 40 yards. Right, right. Yeah, we don't 
like need necessarily like a bass or a coup. Um, we just need, yeah, under 40 or under, we need consistency. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, Cody. So I guess, um, rounding this out, we, we can jump to the West real quick. Um, obviously, you know, we only, uh, play two teams, right. With the now expanded 14 team, uh, Sunbelt conference, uh, we'll only get two teams out of, um, the West division every year. Um, <clears throat> this year, uh, that is, uh, South Alabama, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and um, Louisiana and Louisiana. Uh, so get South Al- back to back, right? November, uh, November 5th, um, host South Alabama. Um, and then we go uh, on a Thursday night um, uh, on November 10th, short turnaround to play Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, those are uh, the top two teams, <laughs> uh, it, according to the Sun Belt coaches. Uh, two out of three, yeah. Top three, yeah. But, but you know, uh, according to uh, the poll at the media days, uh, Louisiana picked first, uh, South Alabama picked second, um, followed by Troy, Texas State, Southern Miss, Arkansas State, and ULM. Um, so, yeah, again, a schedule doing us no favors. Um, no. You know, you look, you look at teams uh, like, uh, you know, App State doesn't have to play Louisiana. Um, you know, uh, Coastal, um, they, I think, play ULM um, right out of the West, um, as well as Southern Miss, right? So, like, again, it just every year it just seems like our schedule does us no favors. No, it doesn't. Um, everything from non, non-conference to, to who we match up with, you know, uh, throughout the conference. So, um, but, but yeah, just kind of, I guess, give me your, your thoughts on, on the West and specifically those teams. So uh, again, the West, it was very, it's very interesting. They're telling, <laughs> at some, at the media days, all the East teams were talking about winning championships or getting back to greatness and, 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 and being, and being on top. Whereas the West teams were more talking about kind of almost tampering expectations. Well, we're not quite where we want to be yet. We we're, yeah. we're, we're getting there. Um, maybe championship isn't in the future right now, but in maybe hopefully two, three years it could be. Um, again, as much as there's question marks for teams in the East, I think there are even bigger question marks for some of the teams in, in the West. Um, Troy looks stacked on paper, but they have a new coaching staff. Um, South Alabama, you know, has a great defense, um, has who used to be one of the top premierial offensive coordinators in Major Applewhite still, but are they going to get the quarterback play and are they going to have anything from the receivers? Don't know. You look at Louisiana and they lost half their team and their head coach and who knows what they're going to be when the, when the season's done. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you look at how the predictions went and I think people just were as much as they were confused about the East, there's much as confused about the West it's I'd say even more yeah. so to be honest with you, just because you talk you about like know. attrition, like you said, and, and turnover um, to me, Louisiana's reigns over. Um, I, I think wow, at least we're going to go ahead and put a fork a, in that right now, huh? Yeah, it's done, I, Chief. I, I really, I really do. I think, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't win, but I mean, it, it's, they're, they're not going to be just like the clear front runner, um, you know, up on, up on, you know, King of the mountain and, 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 you know, pushes off. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I think they're going to have to like grind out every single win. 
um, and, uh, you know, just to even be in contention, um, losing, I mean, they lost their shy words, right. And Levi Lewis, I mean, they, they lost a guy that maybe he's not like, will go down in, in their hall of fame as, as the best ever play there. Maybe he will. I mean, I know he broke a lot of records, um, but very much like a shy word, someone that meant so much to that program. That was really the identity of that offense, um, for, uh, so many years. And, and they knew what they were getting out of him and that they could trust him, um, there's a lot of question marks there. I know they have talent um, in the wings there at the quarterback position, but I think between that and losing Napier, um, you know, I, I, I know, you know, the, the, their new coach, um, is uh you know he's he's a Louisiana guy he played there um he's been with the program for a long time um you know uh, kind of like App State's coach right so and and we didn't know what was going to happen with that transition I you know is he going to run it the same way as Napier is he going to command um you know the team and you know if they do have some of those uh you know hiccups and roadblocks uh along the way um, how are they going to respond? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, under Napier, you, you knew that you were going to get a, a disciplined team that was focused that if they did let one go, they were going to be completely refocused. It's going to be really interesting with this new coaching staff to see like what kind of control they can keep throughout the season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And to me, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to ask me what part do I not like about the schedule the most, it's this game. I wish we were playing them on a full week. And now on a short week on the road. The, those short weeks on the road are the hardest games to win, regardless of how good or how bad you are or who you're playing against. Um, I wish we could get them just on a, on a regular week and, and, and play it that way. But, you know, be as it may, we don't. But, no, I agree. I think yeah. I think you look at that, I think I expect them to drop off. Um, South Alabama and Troy, it's there for them if they want to take it, I believe. But, again... Yep. As with a lot of teams in this conference, there's a lot of questions they have to answer in order to to, to prove it. Um, you look at the rest of it. Texas State can they turn? Can they actually put it together? Can Texas State actually put it together? Um, Southern Miss. You, you've got the se- you've got the second yeah the second half of that conference is really interesting. Maybe except for like ULM. Um, I know they you know won four games, which was huge for them last still, year. Um, <laughs> that's a team that you still don't want to play, right? They were a 30-point right. underdog to Liberty and beat them. They were a 20-point underdog yep. to somebody else and, and won the game. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, you don't know yes. who you're going to get. Um, and that's a team that kind of scares you, right? Because you don't want to get them on that day that, that they're playing great. Um, and Terry Bowden, I mean, look at just look at the coaching staff in the Sun Belt now compared to what it was when we came in. You got Terry Bowden, Butch Jones, Clay Helton. You know, it's crazy. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's pretty crazy. And 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 you're and you're talking about guys like uh, a lot of people like throughout. You know, you ask like your like SEO uh, SEC like Homer or whatever, right? And and you tell you tell uh, him that at like the water cooler, and he's gonna be like, oh, well, it's just a bunch of like has-beens that like came down there because that's the best, but. No, like these are guys that had success. Butch Jones actually had success yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, he did. When, when, when he was a coach, arguably probably the best that Tennessee's had in, in a long time. Um, you know, and uh, and then obviously Clay Helton, same thing. Like you you uh, you ask kind of the average college football fan and they're going to be like, oh, well, like he, he was terrible at USC. No. He was what, 40, uh, 46 and, and 22? Um, you know, so like, um, you won a conference championship, got to another one, uh, you know, got to three bowl games. So like, 
it, and 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 yeah, and then and, and Terry Bowden, yeah. same thing. Kind of like Journeyman uh, spent a lot of time in G five, one turned an Akron team around. You know that was just bottom of the barrel, and 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 made them a competitive team, doing the same yeah. thing with ULM. So no, this isn't a com- a, a conference of like has been coaches. This is, um, you know, you've got a, a really good mix of of quality, high quality, um, seasoned veteran Southern coaches. <laughs> Yeah, Southern Miss with Will Hall, um, but but yeah, you've got a good mix of like coaches on the rise, young coaches, and then your more seasoned veteran coaches with a really impressive yes. resume that that found their way to the Sun Belt. Yep. So no, I think I, I think the the key thing about our schedule with us is that we get a hard draw coming out of the two teams that we have to play out of the West, um, and you know again. In order to, to be the team, in order to win the conference, you're going to have to beat all these great teams. So, might as well go ahead and knock it out now. Maybe you can knock it out where, exactly. where they don't have to, where they can't go to the conference championship, and you may actually get a lesser team because of because of it. So, I, I think that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I, I think we have probably one of the hardest schedules um, in uh, in the conference. Yeah, I think according to Phil, still um, it's like number two as far as in the conference. Yeah. And, and and then even out of conference, I mean, UAB is going to be a tough draw. Uh, you know, Morgan State as as your cupcake. I mean, you know, hopefully that's winnable. Obviously, we've struggled against <laughs> yeah, uh, FCS teams. I, we'll get more in this in our I guess in our Morgan State preview yeah. later on. But yeah. my my quick point about the Morgan State game is going to be this: if we if it's a close game, we're going to have a terrible year. If we beat yeah. them any you know by 50, 60, 70 points, that's great. That's what we hope for. But that's going to be a no indication as to how well we're going to do throughout the season if you want to if you want to judge what we're going to be during the season look at uab and ball state those to me are going to be your two games but i looked at my gosh the last three or four seasons that morgan state's played and they've been shellacked by they haven't had a winning season no and they've been shellacked by some pretty bad fbs teams to be honest with you so it's not it's not going to – however bad we beat them. Gardner-Webb was the same way, yeah. though, right? We were saying a lot of similar yeah. things. I think they're on the up and up, where Morgan State, it seems like maybe not. Um, but, you know, obviously, uh, um, you know, Taylor Lamb is, is at Gardner-Webb, yeah. and we had talked about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. So if, if, if we have another struggle against, you know, the this so-called team. FCS Cupcake – yeah, it's. I, I think it's gonna be a long season. Um, but but yeah, like I, I I think we probably beat them by twenty or thirty. We'll get more into that uh, later. But uh, but you're right. That's no real indication. No, of, of it's what's not going to be come. an indicator of how good it, it 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 will not be an indicator of how good we can be. But it can definitely be an indicator of how bad we can be. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then um, in Nebraska too, just just to kind of like uh, tie a bow on it, right? As as our our FBS money game. Um, every year it just seems like we get those teams at their best, right? Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, the year they were a top 10 team um, when they weren't much before, uh, you know, uh, obviously Clemson, the year they won the national championship, um, LSU, yeah. uh, uh, the year they won the national championship where Cody and I talked about um, uh, Joe Burrow and, and being like, Oh, he's an average quarterback, <laughs> right? Uh, just, just, just the average just guy. Average guy. Um, you know, and so so it, it just always seems so I, I would not be surprised if Nebraska's a top ten team this year. I, I really wouldn't. Um uh because that's just our well, luck. They have, all right, <laughs> you know? so for since we're gonna talk about Nebraska real quick, two big things. One, they got a new offense coordinator, that is Mark Whipple, who if you know was the UMass coach when they shellacked yep. us the first time um when we played them back or the 
I guess you can say the first time we played them at the that MBS got summers yeah, fire. That got summers that got fire. Summers fire. Um, and then we turn around and beat in 2018. Uh, he was the offense coordinator at Pitt last year, who I know had a very formidable offense and a very good offense. Um, so I would expect Nebraska to be a much better team by the end of the season coming up. Then I believe their their quarterback moved on. They've got a new guy. I'm not sure. I haven't done much research I, yeah. into them yet. Yeah. Um, I was going to wait until after the first week. But, no, I think just the amount of close games they had last year, they're not going to be a 3-9 team this year. They're going to be a much no. better team. I'm not going to say they're going to compete for the Big Ten, but they're going to probably be a team you don't want to play. Yeah. Yeah, and that honestly, that that's if, – if for my, like, wish list, that's what I want to be this year for, for Georgia Southern. I want to be a team that no one wants to play. Um, we weren't that last year. Um, we've obviously been that a lot in the past. That's why we've always struggled to get any team to come to Paulson, right? Um, I, I want to be a competitive team um, that gives it their all every game, is competitive in every game, um, that sneaks out some wins against some teams that on paper we shouldn't beat, um, and you know doesn't have like letdowns against like the Morgan States um, and, and, and teams that we should beat. Um, and if we do that, regardless of really what the record is. Um, I mean, obviously I guess there is like a limit there, um, but I'll, I'll be happy, right? Like that, that's, that's what you just described for Nebraska. That's what I want to be. Like if, if, if we look back and say, all right, we won five or six games, but we were in every single one of them, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Cody, I guess, uh, yeah. R- wrapping up, um, just since we kind of focus on, the Sun Belt, um, as as a whole, uh, in this episode, um, I ran through my uh, my East picks, uh, my West picks. I guess are, are a little bit more um, dramatic, I guess, if you will. So, like, I, I've got South winning the West. Um, you know, I, I I think their their schedule's favorable. Um, uh, Troy, they're in number two. Um, I think. We could easily flip flop South and Troy, uh, both teams that only won four, uh, five games last year. Um, but the the main difference there is that South's schedule is is uh, a, a lot more favorable um, in, in in who they play. Uh, they get uh, probably the easiest slate of um, East teams, uh, where Troy has to play Marshall um, in App State, I believe. Um, Louisiana third, like I said, they're going to have a drop off. I'm not expecting a, a, three, a two or three win season. Um, you know, they probably still make a bowl game um, and they could could be in contention. But again, they're not that just kind of like powerhouse front runner like they've been under Napier. Um, Arkansas State four. Um, I, I think uh, they uh, definitely um, make some strides forward um, under Butch Jones uh, as, as they kind of like right the ship there, but they're, you know, they won't necessarily be in contention, but I definitely think they're, uh, uh, you know, more improved than, than last year. Southern Miss at five could swap them with Arkansas state. Uh, we kind of mentioned real briefly, Will Hall really liked that guy. Great fit as a head coach there at Southern Miss. Um, I think they are a team on the rise for sure. Um, Texas State, a huge question mark is normal. Um, you know, they, they could they could make a bowl game or, or they could win one or two games. Um, and then ULM, same kind of thing. Like they'll probably be a three to four win team, um, possibly less, but they're going to upset some people. So um, that's my picks for the West. 
we'll see how it works out. Uh, I, I I think yeah. I would have Troy. I'm gonna I'm gonna I would say Troy. Um, and then I think I would have Southern Miss as like the the dark horse or surprise team that I think will could finish up the second. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, any final thoughts, Cody, before we wrap this one up? No, I'm just um, excited. I can't wait um, to go ahead and get the season started and kind of actually put last season away um, and have a much more competitive and exciting team to watch. And honestly, just to – I guess that I just want to see a team that is that that is competent on both sides of the ball – and I'm excited to see it. I just, I just can't wait. I think there's a lot of potential. I know that potential. The buzz is the, there. Yeah, the right? buzz is like there. I, I think it's, the buzz more so. I was thinking about it like last night. I think dating back maybe to like 2014 or or may I don't know maybe even since we've been in FBS. Yeah. Like we talked about, this is the biggest biggest name as far as a coach that we've ever brought. Um, right? No one knew who Willie Fritz was. Um, certainly no one outside of our program knew who Lunsford was. Uh, no one was excited about Summers when, when that was announced. So like, I, I I think, I think the buzz, like, I I think we, the buzz was high in 2014 just because of the transition, but no one had a clue, um, that we were going to be as good as we were. Um, I think it's at, uh, possibly an all time high as an FBS program, which is good considering the year that we just came off. So, yeah. Um, let's just ride it. We got to keep it going. Um, and that starts off with winning big, but we'll get, we'll get in that preview later on. Um, but no, I think, I think you're right. The buzz is there. I'm excited. I just, I just want to see it. I just want to see it so that I'm not gasping, you know, grasping at straws here. Exactly. Exactly. Time will tell. Um, we'll, uh, wrap this one up. Uh, we'll pick it up, um, next time with, uh, preview of uh of morgan state and we'll dive a little bit more into uh offense defense and special teams and and just kind of how we're stacking up after fall camp gets underway if any news obviously breaks uh between uh between those recordings we'll we'll discuss that um but yeah looking forward to the season cody looking forward to uh season five of of this podcast uh just ready for football and uh yeah until next time as always hail southern hail southern